Welcome to the 35th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and amateur Barry critic, Adrian Pinter. How does it go, sir? General Kenobi, it goes quite well. Thank you very much. How are you doing today? I am doing quite well as well. I'm doing quite well as well. I am doing okay. Well, well, well. We're jamming this recording session right in between my work. And, you know, I just got off work. I'm here recording, and in the morning I work. Usually I have Sundays off so I can record this. We record this on a Saturday. But now I've got to jam this editing session into a short time. It's exciting. It's exciting. What do you think? I Yeah, I think. Cool. As a note with that, timeline-wise, if I'm not mistaken, the Golden Globes are on Sunday, which means, just so you're aware, audience, this episode airs on Monday. We won't be talking about the Golden Globes. But we will be talking about it next week. So you can be excited for that, I guess, if you are interested in what we think about the Golden Globe winners. I feel like I lost you, Adrian. Yeah, no, no, I'm here. Yeah. Okay, good. I just didn't know what to add to that. Okay, that's fine. How was your week? Was it delightful? My week was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, It was delightful, I guess I would say. It was uh, pretty uneventful. Does that make it delightful? If it's uneventful? Um, no, you know what? It wasn't delightful. It's kind of whatever. I, I did go on a, like a bunch of walks with my dog. I went to Riverside Park. Uh, I went for a little walk there. It was really nice just with my dog and then went home and got Dairy Queen uh, because Ooh. it was a DQ right next to Riverside Park, which is really nice. Uh, and then other than that, man, um, just watched a few things, played uh, some video games, not much else. What about uh, you? How was your week? Pretty uneventful. I've, I've just been, kind of been working many days in a row. And so that's my life. That is my life. Eating Dairy Queen in the winter, is that is that normal? Like, did you eat hot food from Dairy Queen? Do you think the hot food is good from Dairy Queen? Or did you get like a sundae or something of that sort? I got a blizzard. I got a red velvet blizzard. Do we need any more blizzards? You know, because it's blizzarding outside. Did you? What? So you got a cold beverage of, of some sort. It's not a beverage. Is that what you eat? Is that what you eat? Fine. Eat a edible ed- an edible beverage. wait 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 do you know what a blizzard is yes i do know what a blizzard is are you sure because I'll- you why would you be calling it a beverage you psychopath of course i know what it is that's <laughs> preposterous I- anyway you didn't answer my question do you go to dairy queen often during the winter it seems like a thing that i guess we're, we live in canada here folks i don't know if you know that listening in here we live in canada so i guess half of our year is cold do you do that often Eat Dairy Queen ice cream during the winter? I don't I don't know about often. I, I go less than I would go during warm weather, but I still go to Dairy Queen. I like ice cream. Okay. Did you know that Dairy Queen isn't actually really ice cream because they don't use like 35% fat? It's it's like a, I think they use like like 8% fat or something like that. It's, it, it, it's it's a much lower percentage of fat. The reason I know this is because my lover used to work at Dairy Queen. And she and she revealed those secrets. So it's not real ice cream because it's not actually cream. It's like ice, ice milk, high fat. Oh, milk. I see. I see. It's not a. It's not cream because of the fat content. Okay, I was wondering, like, why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Is that a real thing? I guess the word cream denotes that it have has a certain fat percentage. That makes sense. I can I can dig that that discrepancy. All right, I'll buy it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I know what a blizzard is. Thank you very much. I don't believe you. Like I, I actually don't believe you. I've had multiple blizzards, but multiple? only recently, actually, only within the last two years for the first time. Why did you never have a blizzard prior to two years ago? I don't know. I just didn't have any instinct to try one. It's just kind of, it, I don't know. There's something about it. Uh, it. It looked like a McFlurry to me. So I'm like, does a McFlurry even make me, I don't, I don't know if I've even had a McFlurry actually, but I looked at the McFlurries. I'm like, ah, oh, this is all branding, you know? Oreos or Kit Kats. Like, eh, come on. I, I don't need this marketing in my life. It's just, I don't, I, I can't wrap my head around that explanation. It's, it's ice cream, man. It's ice it cream. Is, but even, okay. So let's get, I'm going to the grocery store and I look at the, the shelves of ice cream, like different ice cream boxes that I can buy, you know, ice cream c- containers. Yes. I usually gravitate to ones, to the ones that are not branded. So I won't get the Oreo one or the Reese's one. I will buy, it just seems like those ones are going to, I don't know, I've had bad experiences with them. They're just not as good as they're made out to be. It, it, like the ones that are kind of, have these unique names, like, I don't, I don't even know now, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Cookies and cream. Yes, right. That one's really good. Moose Tracks, actually. Moose Tracks is quite good from Kortha Dairy. Uh, Kortha Dairy is a, like a Canadian dairy company that makes good ice cream that you can find oftentimes at the Kortha Lakes, as an example. But you can also find them in grocery stores near here. Like Moose Tracks is really quite good, but that doesn't have any branding associated to it. It just seems like that branding, it helps market their other products. I don't know if it really is the greatest, like the greatest option for what you can buy for ice cream. And so I don't know why, but I've, I've gravitated to, away from those types of um, ice cream containers. And therefore, I haven't really dived too deep into McFlurries or blizzards. That is my reasoning. It makes no sense. And I know it, but that's that's what I got for you. Yeah, that's odd, man. But you know what? To each their own. Everyone has their quirks. Your quirks just happens to be you don't want to buy ice cream with uh, name brand cookies or, or, or chocolate bars in it. Makes total sense. The funny thing about this explanation is that I just made this all up now, wondering why I also hadn't tried the Blizzard or McFlurry until now. And I realized that that is the reason. So I explained it to the uh, podcast audience for the first time. It's weird, but it's cool. But, and But the weird part is, is like not all Blizzards are branded. Like there is like an Oreo Blizzard, but it's you can also just get like a strawberry cheesecake Blizzard. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, that's fair. I, I don't know. Maybe it's I guess because the large majority of them are or a lot of them are. So I mm-hmm. guess that's maybe why. I got to try more blizzards. I've only had like a couple. So I should try more. Yeah. But anyways, this is not a Dairy Queen podcast. In fact, they don't sponsor us at all. So let's move on to show corrections. What do you think? Yeah. Excellent. Well, every episode, we go back. We retroactively look at our previous episode and say, hey, we made some weird mistakes. Can we correct them so that the audience doesn't think we're complete dummies? And also so that we're not giving away misinformation. That That also helps too but anyways i've got a couple corrections from last week specifically and actually a couple weeks before that but the the one from last week was that i i did actually look like a dummy when i was talking about aspect ratios i don't know if you noticed this when you listened back to the podcast adrian you said that the aspect ratio for the new justice league movie the Zack snyder cut of the justice league movie or Zack snyder's justice league will be in four three ratio that's true that's true that's not false it is going to actually be in a 4-3 aspect ratio, which is a little odd because all of our TVs, I mean, most of them, I don't imagine that many people will have a TV that's 4-3 anymore, 4-3 aspect ratio. But uh, most of our TVs are 16 by 9. So we found that a little strange. But anyways, I was saying that I was reading an article that was saying that it was in 1.33 by 1 aspect ratio, which, I mean, 
I guess I'm not that great at math, but 4.3 is 1.33 by 1. That That's how math works. So, so divide 4 by 3. Anyways, that that's why I'm correcting it because I clearly made a weird statement about that. Did you notice that, Adrian, that I made that mistake when you listened to the podcast back? I noticed that you said that, okay. but honestly, I didn't put two and two together either. Yeah, so 1.33 by 1 is the same as 4 by 3. Oh, sorry. I didn't put one... Point three three by one to four by three together. My bad. <laughs> a number joke. Wow. Math. But anyway, <laughs> the other thing about this that I would like to point out is why did the article that I was reading even point out that it was 1.33 by one? I've never, honestly, I've very rarely seen that reference made before. Why did they do that math? Did they wanted to make themselves sound more intelligent? I don't, have you ever heard it referenced that way that a, a tube TV, like a cathode ray tube TV is somehow 1.33 by one? I, I have not previously heard that very often. Four by three would have been the reference that I've ever heard. I think it was the IGN article, honestly, just to call them out. Oh, they, they said it like that? Yeah, man, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe I've ever really heard of it like that. If I did, I never registered it. I never like saved it into like my memory backup. Yeah, we, we both previously worked at a place that sold televisions as well. So the, the thought of, I, I just would never have referenced it to that, to any customer, like that way to any customer. And I've also never yeah. heard a customer reference it that way to me. So I, I don't know. They were just trying to sound cool. I, I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know. Shame on you, IGN, your, your hipster ways. All mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Anyway, you just divide the numbers. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how you get the math there. Anyway, um, yeah, four divided by three, 1.33. Uh, the second correction is actually not from last week, I don't think, but it is to do with HBO Max and their slate of movies. They've got 17 movies coming out on HBO Max that were supposed to launch theatrically in 2021. That's Warner Brothers Films that ended up, they pushed them to HBO Max, their streaming service. Well, those movies will not be coming to Crave, but we knew that already, I, I think. I'm correct in saying that. You you knew that as well, right, Adrian? I knew it. I was holding out. I was hoping, but I knew it. Crave, if you don't know, Crave is a streaming service up here in Canada. And I mean, a lot of our audience is actually Canadian, so in Canada where you live. Other than that, I have some news to share. I don't know if you realize this, Adrian, but apparently, according to website Mobile Syrup, Zack Snyder's Justice League is set to launch in Canada on Crave on March 18th, alongside the launch on HBO Max. This is news that actually is not new. It was actually announced in January, but we missed it somehow. And, uh, and we didn't get any, anyone writing into us to correct this. So we just so it is releasing on Crave? Yeah, it is. We're going to oh, watch it on Crave. That's amazing. It is. I did not know that. I knew I hoped properly. I knew it. I believed and I succeeded. I was, I literally was willing to pay $30. I, I already put it in my brain. I was like, I'm going to drop 30 bucks when this movie comes out. I don't, give, I don't give a French fry. And now, um, wow, we're lucky. Look at us. Two lucky ducks. So it seems like the movies that are specifically set to release only on HBO Max are going to arrive on Crave. That's part of the partnership deal between HBO and Bell Canada because Bell Canada owns Crave TV, the, the streaming app. Here in Canada that hosts pretty much every HBO show. 
So that seems to be the rule. That makes sense based on uh, when the hit movie American Pickle launched on HBO Max. It also launched on Crave. Um, I should say mm. Adrian Pinter's favorite hit movie, American Pickle. Ugh, you're annoying. You want to hear a fun fact about Crave? Sure. Did you know that there was a Ratchet and Clank like animated short movie that was released? Ratchet and Clank being a uh, PlayStation owned franchise. Yeah, an animated short released exclusively on Crave called Ratchet and Clank Life of Pi. I did know that because I heard it last week, but I was very puzzled by it. Me too. It's pretty strange. Like, why is this a stealth release? Like, can you, exp- do you know more about it? Like, wh- how is that? Po- did you watch it? Ratchet and Clank, just to be clear, Ratchet and Clank is a long running Sony PlayStation video game series that's been running for years. There's a new game coming out actually in uh, June, if I recall correctly, um, for the PlayStation mm-hmm. 5. And they made a movie about two years ago, three years ago, uh, that didn't do that great. But it came out in uh, 2016 alongside the video game reboot. So they made a remake of the original game on PlayStation 4 and released an animated movie alongside of it that uh, was quite literally the exact same story as the video game. And uh, the video game actually had cutscenes just using the um, movie's animation, funnily enough. So the cutscenes in Ratchet and Clank are like really high level quality like cutscenes. They they look like a like a Pixar movie because it had quite literally like funding behind it to make it a you know animated feature length film too, which is kind of interesting. This 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 short movie is made by that same animation studio. Uh, the name escapes me, but it's kind of interesting because uh, it's specifically said to be non-canon and unrelated to the upcoming game. So uh, I'm curious if this was just some sort of like background deal, like when they originally made uh, the th- that first movie, uh, and then they started working on this, and then obviously that movie didn't do well, so th- th- this was just kind of shit out uh, with no marketing whatsoever behind it. It just snuck up. It's kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. This short story, was it somewhere else? What Crave? Did you say that? No. Only on Crave in Canada. Yep. You can't get Crave, if I'm not mistaken, in the United States, though, can you? You cannot. You cannot get it. I'm actually looking up the animation studio for the Ratchet and Clank animated short, because I'm curious to see who created it. Ah, the animation was done by Mainframe, which created the animated movie in 2016. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Anyways, I actually have a correction. Oh. From two weeks ago, too. Well, what did you do? So I said that there is a movie called I Care A Lot coming out on Netflix. I was wrong. It is coming out on Netflix only in the United States, and Amazon is releasing it internationally. So we got it on Amazon here in, here in Canada. It's a split deal. They literally had a split deal. That's so odd, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I find it very odd. I watched the care. I care a lot. I didn't notice that you made that mistake, but I did watch it obviously on Amazon Prime because we live in Canada. I care a lot. Mm-hmm. Stars uh, Rosamund Pike, and uh, you didn't watch it, did you? By chance? I did not watch it. No, it does look super interesting. Like it is on, like in my queue. But it is quite good. Uh, I really like it, but it's there's a little bit of conflict in terms of the way the plot, what the plot is about. I mean, it's about a con woman who's conning old people out of their like their livelihoods and putting them in a, in a home. 
that's essentially mm-hmm. what it's about. And this character is played by Rosamund Pike, who's, you know, known from various things like Gone Girl as an example, the David Fincher movie. The music is really good and I care a lot. It's, it's music actually by Mark Canham. If we're, you know, making another reference to Sony PlayStation, it's actually Mark Canham is the uh, composer for infamous Second Son, the Sucker Punch created video game. So that's kind of neat. And it's pretty great music in the way that the story, like it's it's placed in a, such a way that it really runs very well with the story beats, which is solid. But the cast is incredible. It's also got Peter Dinklage in it as well. Uh, the cinematography is particularly great too. At Sorry to Bother use uh, cinematographer Doug Emmett. I would argue that the cinematography in Sorry to Bother You sticks out. I, I don't know if you would agree as well. That movie is extremely memorable and the cinematography is part of what makes that movie so so great. I agree with you completely. Um, if you're in Canada, Sorry to Bother You is on Netflix. And if you have Netflix, there is absolutely no reason not to watch that movie. Yeah, it's quite good. Lakeith Stanfield starring film. The, the conflicting part of this movie is that you're told to follow Rosamund Pike's character, but she's basically committing elder abuse the, <laughs> the entire movie. So you're like, I, I'm kind of like, I don't really, I can't relate to you. You're just an ass. I, I don't really have any kind of sympathy for this character at all. She's just uh, not a good person in any way. And then she screws over someone who's also not a good person as well. And so these two people who aren't good people, like in Peter Dinklage's character and Rosamund Pike's character, they're just fighting each other. This movie, I'm like, I don't really care who wins. <laughs> I, I do like her style. I like Rosamund Pike's character's style is really cool. And again, the music and the way it's shot, it's it's definitely an intriguing story and fascinating to watch it play out. It, it, it's definitely worth the watch, but I, I do find that it's funny that I, I find myself finding a hard time relating to either of the characters the antagonist or the protagonist whichever one is is which because they're they're just dicks yeah i see i see yeah like i forget what movie we we've recently talked about a few movies where i just said like i can't get into it because there's like no one to root for like you just don't like anyone so i'm worried with that explanation that maybe i just won't like it because i just won't like the characters and there's nobody to root for really because they're both shitty people interesting interesting yeah i don't know if that's something that would make me not watch a movie like i do th- i'm conflicted on the plot a little bit because of that but i i still think it's 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 worth the watch like it's still there's something intriguing about it it's it's kind of a commentary on capitalism like the dangers of capitalism in a way she's she's a person who they give the the state gives her control of a person's life like a, a like an old person's mm-hmm. life because they deem the old person to not be uh with it anymore they're not able to take care of themselves according to the state and she's she's basically conning the state into believing that she cares a lot hence the name i care a lot <laughs> I, I guess and so that's the whole concept is and it's just frustrating to watch her in her cuz like you watch a lot of con con men con women in other movies and stuff like that like you watch oceans 11 and i find that you're still rooting for george clooney's character brad pitt you know brad Brad pitt and george clooney are you know they're gonna steal well they're also stealing from a a guy who's also kind of a dick in andy garcia uh andy garcia owns the casino and he's kind of a not not the greatest guy so them robbing like that team of 11 team of 11 oceans they're they're robbing andy garcia and it's the you don't really you don't hate it that much even though they are also terrible people because they're they're thieves mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing here like she's robbing old people and she's putting them in prison basically 
it just makes you frustrated. But again, that doesn't make it a bad movie. That's not what I would say. I, I still think it's still good. And it's interesting because mm. she, she pisses off the wrong person and you're kind of rooting then for that guy. But then you kind of find out very early on that the guy's a human trafficker. And you're like, well, I can't root for this guy. So who am I rooting for? It's funny. Uh, that's all in the very beginning of the movies. I didn't, I didn't really spoil anything. It, it's good. It's worth the watch for sure. It's on Amazon Prime in Canada, Netflix in the United States. Thanks for clarif- clarifying that because I didn't even know that it was on, on Netflix in the United States. Thanks for doing the legwork on that, Adrian. I appreciate that correction. But uh, what have you been watching this week? Well, Simon, uh, I started watching the TV show, which is a Netflix original here in Canada, at least, called Geary Hadji. Stands for Duty and Shame. Are you familiar with this show, Simon? And do you know why I am watching this show? Oh, I am familiar as to why you're watching this show. Because we talked about Geary Hadji on our show previously because of the writer is that correct or the no the creator the showrunner is the dude who's now going to be writing or show running the new batman gotham pd show for hbo am i wrong you are correct it is uh mr joe joe i don't know why i said joe like that it's uh mr joe barton who has created this show and uh yeah it's it's kind of a detective show which I can definitely see him using a lot of what he's done here and bringing that over to Gotham and making a really awesome show about it. But this show is 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 really great. It's only eight episodes. I have watched the first five of eight uh, this past week, and I really like it. It is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so if you don't want to take my word for it, you can take a bunch of critics' word for it as well. Uh, but yeah, the show is basically about... Um, multiple characters but uh it it centers around this uh this older man um who goes after his brother who joined the yakuza after you know committing a murder and he escapes to london and frames one of the yakuza crime bosses in tokyo and in tokyo the 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 yakuza crime families start uh beginning begin a war essentially to go against each other uh, and, uh, you know, the guy chases his brother to London. He's a detective and he starts working with, I guess, the London. He, he goes there almost like on a transfer program, uh, but he's not supposed to do any sort of uh, like criminal work. And he's uh, yeah, he, j- he j- simply just looks for his brother. The, the vast majority of the show is in Japanese. It's like 50 50 Japanese and English, but it has a really cool cast of characters. Uh, the, the premise itself is super interesting. It's a super cool mix of, you know, like this Japanese, you know, detective style, you know, thriller with, uh, you know, th- th- this accuse a crime family and all this stuff with, you know, kind of like uh, London gangsters. Yeah, it's like East, um, East versus West was the way I think it was described when I read the uh, thing about Joe, Bar- Joe Barton and his. Uh, past experience like ru- show running something so geary had you i think that mm. east versus west kind of like i don't know terrible example i'm gonna say shanghai noon <laughs> but uh i really like <laughs> shanghai noon in and uh just, just because of the like the owen wilson jackie chan thing was kind of cool this this does sound really neat though because it's mostly in japanese which i didn't realize so that's that's kind of neat yeah i wouldn't say mostly it's a, i would say it's it's almost like 50 50 uh, maybe a little bit more in English but uh it has a really great cast of characters um and it's it's just very well done uh the cinematography is fantastic and honestly it's a it's a very tense show it's kind of like a slow burn detective drama but very gray 
like morally gray. Uh, all the characters seem to be, you know, there are full, like a few, like, you know, more on the righteous side and everything, but everyone has their kind of flaws and uh, it really kind of dives deep into that, which I appreciate. And it's very like, it is also a very diverse cast of characters, which is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, the uh, main character being like an Asian lead, the, the other main uh, character being like a, like a woman uh, and everything like that. So that's kind of interesting. It's an interesting dynamic uh, between those two characters when they kind of meet up and, uh, how they kind of work together to solve, you know, what's going on with uh, the one guy's brother, and 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 there's a lot of like plot lines going on. One of the uh, one of the characters as well is uh, he's like a British uh, or like a UK raised Japanese gay man, uh, and he actually meets the main character in the first episode, and he's kind of like almost like a tourist guide uh, through like uh, London, which I really like, and their relationship but that that kind of grows through the series. Uh, I'm a really big fan of. It's it's really well done. And again, it's 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 on Netflix here in Canada. So uh, I highly recommend it. I think my parents started watching it after I recommended it to them and uh, they seem to be liking it. Yeah, cool. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, do you, I might uh, I might check it out. Like, I, I definitely interested to see what Joe Borton is capable of, because I, I do want the uh, Gotham PD TV series to succeed. I just don't want it to fail. Like, cause I, I've already watched the Gotham series and in this case by Bruno Heller that I'm not, I, I just never really loved. I just feel like there's so much potential there and it's, it, it kind of got on the cusp of, uh, of hitting its potential for the, that Gotham series. And it just never really did it for me. So that's great that this is so well done. Did you say it was a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes? That's what it was, right? Correct. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I should check it out. I just, I have such a backlog of stuff. Like I got to start Fargo. I got to finish Mr. Robot. It's 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 too much. I, I just uh, I don't know if I'm ready to get into another show. I'm oh I also got to watch that chess show, friggin' uh, a, a Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. I haven't watched that yet. I haven't even finished past the like the second episode. That's probably next on my list. So Giri Hadji probably not next, but I uh, I'm glad it's great. That's awesome. How many episodes did you say it was? Sorry, it's eight episodes, uh, and there's no season two, and there's no plans for a season two. So. I'm, I, don't, I don't know if it got like canceled and it's going to be like a cliffhanger ending. I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's it, it is, um, you know, like neatly wrapped up or at least, you know, has some sort of definitive end because it, it, would, it would suck for it to be a cliffhanger. I didn't actually look into that at all. OK, cool, cool. Have you been watching anything else this week? Yeah, I mentioned last week I started watching Night Stalker, which is a documentary about uh, murders that took place in. 19 like in the 1980s like 1985 and uh, everything like that over like a nearly 200 day uh, time span where you know men were just like shot and killed in their homes uh, and then you know their their wives raped and their children raped and it's it's awful stuff like what what actually occurred yeah it took it took place in california specifically correct yeah uh but the story itself is incredibly interesting it's very well told um, and you know, it's, it's, it's being, I guess, narrated, uh, by the officers, like the two main detectives that were looking into the murders. And it has like interviews with, you know, even some of the victims, which is pretty crazy or, or the, or the relatives of the victims. And it's unbelievable that I never heard of this prior to this. It's, it's, it's crazy to think like how such huge events like this kind of, you know, I guess don't get carried on all that much. I, I, I don't, I don't know uh, how, how to explain it. It's just odd that I watched a documentary of this thing nearly 40 years after it occurred, you know, 35 years after it occurred to learn about this. And I literally never heard about this, or if I did, I don't remember hearing about it. it it's weird to kind of think about like, yeah, that's something this crazy 
is just not spoken about. I don't know. I suppose. I mean, there's lots of serial killers, unfortunately. It's like a it's a thing. It sucks. Yeah, you're not wrong. So did you wait? Did you finish the entire series that you got all through all? I the did. Episodes? Oh, okay. And your yeah, it's verdict, four episodes. Your verdict, like, what do you think of it now that you've watched all four episodes? It's fantastic. It's really well done. Like, it's very well told. Like I said, I I really liked it. I'm I I I, I feel like I think I mentioned this last week, but I, I'm I'm on this like true crime kick now. I think that's kind of why I wanted to watch Geary Hadji. I think it's a good mix of like you know fiction, but it's still like about murder and crime and all this stuff. It's uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's scratching that itch. Scratching that itch. Cool, man. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, what about you, man? Well, what have you been watching? What else? Did you watch anything else? Uh, well, I'm still, again, still getting through Shit's Creek. You know, uh, day after day, it's my it's my meal show. You know, I watch a watch a show while I eat. Other than that, I mean, there were a couple trailers that dropped this week. One of them was the Army of the Dead trailer for uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead that's going to be airing on Netflix in the summer. It's, uh, it's gearing up to be like the summer of Snyder. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think this might be the summer of Snyder with, well, what else is it coming out with? Justice League. Yeah, but it's March. That's not summer. It's it's gearing in. It's gearing into it. It's the it's the half year of Snyder. Is that better? Does that ring off, you know, does that uh, really roll off the tongue as well? No, it doesn't, Adrian. So I, I'm going with the summer of Snyder. You want me to change the name? Of my not thing that's never going to become a thing. I just I just don't understand how it's the summer of Snyder when all he's doing is releasing one movie in the summer. Okay, it's it's fine, it's fine, Adrian. This doesn't make sense to me. It does it does it. That's illogical. Why would it be his summer? He's releasing one one movie, a movie that I'm very excited for, mind you. That trailer was pretty interesting. You know, he's already proven his chops with this zombie flicks with his release of Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead remake which is again really fantastic but i just don't understand how it's the summer of snyder i think i think what you said was foolish okay it's fine it's fine it was foolish but yeah you you like the trailer eh i did yeah did you like the trailer yeah uh it's pretty good i uh i don't know there doesn't seem to be that many zombies in the trailer yeah it was it was far more of a teaser like it was more more a teaser than anything but it's still like it, it kind of it, it's setting up the scene you know what i mean that's kind of uh what it felt like in setting up the tone. I'm sure we'll get another trailer closer to it that'll like do a little bit more of a deep dive show, like some action scenes and stuff. But yeah. But back to the part about it being Summer of Snyder, because you kn- I know you love that title. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit, just briefly, about Justice League, because there was an actual Vanity Fair article that came out to talk about uh, Zack Snyder's of his experience on Justice League prior to him leaving the first time. I don't know if you're aware of this. Did you read the Vanity Fair article? It was released. It was released very recently. It was like the 22nd or 23rd of February. Did you catch that? Did you, by chance, uh, take a take a read of that article? I did not fully. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Wait, did you read it at all? Because I did send it to you. I, I mean. Now you said full. No, you didn't. We don't. We don't talk outside this podcast. What are you talking about? Oh, I can send you articles. That doesn't. That doesn't have anything to do with us talking outside this po- podcast. Yeah. No. Uh, we don't communicate at all outside this podcast. I guess. That, there, I guess the, the ruling. There was yeah. no ruling about us not communicating at all outside this podcast. Uh, How do you think we, we're doing this podcast, Adrian? Come on. It's ridiculous. We don't. True. We don't talk outside this podcast. But I. I send you things occasionally. You know, never tell you why I'm sending them. There's no context. Like one time I sent you a uh, a dead rat in a box, but you know you didn't. You know there was no context with it. There was no letter. It was just a dead rat in a box sent through uh, Canada Post. 
All right, Jared Leto. Yeah. You're fired. That was, the, that was the reference. Anyways, let's talk about that for a second, though. The Vanity Fair article is actually pretty crazy. Like, it's got some really weird uh, stuff in it that I was kind of surprised to see. The, the first one is the fact that apparently Christopher Nolan, just like he did with Batman versus Superman, was a producer for Justice League. I, I think you know that. Mm-hmm. Right. So was Deborah Snyder, uh, his wife, uh, Zack Snyder's wife. Yes. Apparently, they watched the screening of the movie, Christopher Nolan and Deborah Snyder. And when they came out, they said, you can never see that movie to Zack Snyder. And then the follow-up was, Deborah Snyder then said, because I knew it would break his heart. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mm. There's a lot in the background, though. Zack Snyder was making this movie, apparently. Again, according to these interviews that he he had with Vanity Fair, he was making this movie and they had lost faith in him, Warner Brothers had. The studio had lost faith in him um, since Batman versus Superman did not do particularly well. And so they were worried that the direction he was going with this movie now, with Justice League, was too dark. And we kind of had this inkling, we kind of knew this already, but Joss Whedon was actually hired on prior to him leaving, which is not something that I recall. Maybe you remember this, but I, I do not. He was hired on to do reshoots and, uh, and write the reshoots prior to Zack Snyder leaving. And so they were just basically taking more and more control away from Zack Snyder. And so he just didn't, he couldn't fight anymore because his daughter had committed suicide. And there was just not much, he just didn't want to bother with this. It was small fry. It just didn't matter anymore. Because he couldn't even do his vision in the first place, what was the point of staying on this movie? He was being, apparently he was being babysat by John Berg and uh, Jeff Johns, those two uh, producers for the film as well. It's strange. Apparently, Zack Snyder had also pr- uh, tried to have, this is a shocking one, have Bruce Wayne romance Lois Lane, which is also crazy. But that was probably never mm-hmm. going to happen. But Black Suited Superman was denied by Warner Brothers. And that's the reason why. it was. There, he was just basically hitting roadblock off after roadblock. And he just couldn't make the movie that he wanted to make in the first place. So... The fact that he's doing this 4-3 aspect ratio and really just taking this in the direction that he specifically wanted, man, I respect that more than anything. And I'm very curious now what this is going to be. When he left the film, he left the film with his laptop, which had the cut of like the Snyder Cut, which actually did exist, that he was showing to friends. It's not like he's just creating this now. He had the Snyder Cut done. There was no special effects on it or it was missing a lot of the special effects. But he had it mostly completed by the time he had left the project. It's a it's a pretty cool story. If you have a time, if you have time and you're interested in what this Zack Snyder's Justice League controversy and uh, the new movie that's coming out and the whole situation, uh, if you have any interest in it at all, it's definitely worth reading the Vanity Fair article. I'm talking to you, Adrian, but I'm also talking to the audience if if you have interest in this. But yeah, it's it's quite quite interesting. I'll read it. The snubber of Snyder. I'm going with it. Doing it. All right, man. You watching anything else this week? Is that uh, is that been it? That's it, baby. How about you? That's it for me too. Should we get into cool. the news then? No. Well, that's too bad. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one, as referenced by publication Variety, Sony and Marvel's third Spider-Man film directed by John Watts, is officially set to be called Spider-Man No Way Home, as announced by Peter Parker actor Tom Holland's social media pages. Sony's third Marvel Cinematic Universe-connected Spider-Man film is rumored to dive headfirst into the concept of the Spider-Man multiverse, a.k.a. the Spider-Verse, 
with actor Alfred Molina reprising his role as Dr. Octavius. From the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trilogy and actor Jamie Foxx cast as Electro from the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man films, Spider-Man No Way Home is massively hyping the Spider-Verse. To be clear, there's currently no official confirmation that Spider-Man actors Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield will reprise their roles in Spider-Man No Way Home, despite the constant online rumor mill churning. Spider-Man No Way Home is set to release in theaters on December 17th, 2021. Adrian, what do you think about this Spider-Man news? This gets me uh, quite excited. I, I, I know this movie's coming out this year, but I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm just very stoked for this. I'm a big fan of these MCU Spider-Man movies. I really, really enjoy like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he does a really good job, um, you know, portraying this like nerdy kid that's also trying to make it as a superhero and be all quippy and stuff like that. It's just really fun. And again, I, I, I'm I'm a fan of the Garfield Spider-Man movies. I really like <laughs> Jamie Foxx as an actor, so it's cool that he's coming back. And, you know, Alfred Molina as uh, Dr. Octavius. We've already spoken about that. It's pretty cool. This name itself, though, it's it's kind of interesting because you mentioned that there's a lot of like rumors speculating online and everyone's, you know, assuming it's like, oh, like there's no way home. You know, he's going to he's going to like travel to a different universe and not be able to make it back or something like that, which which definitely seems like that's what they're setting up in this movie because, you know, they're bringing in Doctor Strange. Uh, this is going to be around. Is this, is this after Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? I don't know. The problem is, is that these dates are all messed up because we don't know when anything is releasing. So it's it's hard yeah, to know right. because of coronavirus. Like, I'm not sure what they're even planning at this point. So I, I come, we're just kind of waiting and seeing. I, I think it's supposed to be before, though. It is before. It is. Because it's supposed to yeah, be at the end of is. the year. And Sony's not one to wait. So I don't think they care uh, which, which order they go in, even if it messes up the MCU, honestly. Mm-hmm. They're pretty pushy. So I think that they're they would just release it just to make the big bucks, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like I think a lot of people are speculating um that it is like more so in relation to the multiverse and stuff. But I, I feel like no one's really talking about like maybe it's a little bit more literal, like everyone knows his I- identity, so he's just on the run and he can't go back home. Like maybe maybe it'll be almost as grounded as that. I, I it would be kind of interesting if they just pulled the rug out from everyone and and ended up going that uh, like that route. I kind of want that to happen, to be honest with you. I think that'd be pretty funny. That brings me to the mailbag. So let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to spillfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Kenneth Saddlebauer wrote into us once again, and he said, Con banwa, bonsoir, and good day, eh? By now you have heard that the third Tom Holland Spider-Man film will be called Spider-Man No Way Home. But the question remains, does it refer to the multiverse Spider-Man's? Spider-Men, Spider-Man being trapped in this dimension? Possibly it refers to our Peter Parker not being able to return to his private life after being outed. Or maybe it means that the events happening will create a composite reality and that Tom Holland's Spider-Man will never return to his original home. Whatever the outcome, I'm hoping for a classic moment from the comics when J. Jonah Jameson is confronting Parker about his web-slinging alter ego and suddenly Spider-Man swings by totally derailing Jameson's rant. Next, I would like to say that my favorite Barry around Valentine's Day is Barry White. His voice is as smooth as a peeled grape sliding down a piece of crushed velvet. And I would like to point out a noticeable lack of exuberance over the 25th anniversary of Muppets Treasure Island and hope to see more love for people of felt from you in the future. Signed, Kenneth, and a quote here. So after 20 years of writing Pap 
I suddenly realized, yeah, I could actually have fun with what I'm doing. A quote by Stan Lee about humanizing heroes like Spider-Man. But yes, so Ken clearly referencing here, well, many the many theories that you were talking about as, as to what No Way Home could possibly mean in the context of this film. I don't know. It seems like it, much like the Spider-Verse film, like the animated uh, Into the Spider-Verse, it's probably what Ken in, somewhere in this email is mentioning to us, which is that these other Spider-Men, if they are in fact in the movie, can't get home. Or do you think that Tom Holland gets stuck in another Spider-Man's Spider-Man or Spider-Man dimension? I have no clue. Is he going to visit uh, someone else's multi, like someone else's universe, or is are they going to visit his? That's that's basically what I'm asking. I don't know. Like it, it seems more likely that he would go to their universe because he's trying to escape because everyone in the current universe knows who he is. So I feel like it would just be a little bit hectic, you know, not only is he hiding from everyone in his current universe, but now people from other universes start showing up and just be like, what the hell's going on? It just seems like too much to juggle to go that route. So I find it to be more likely that, you know, he maybe meets up with Dr. Strange. He's like, Dr. Strange, I got to get out of here. Everyone knows who I am or something like that. That's a good Tom Wallen impression, actually. That was actually, I could see him there for a second. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tom? Yeah. Is that you? <laughs> okay. I feel like you're forcing it a little bit too much now, but. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's me. I'm, I'm Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like. I don't... It's almost like my Mark Wahlberg impression. Just a little bit less like, ah, Mark Wahlberg. Ah, ah. It's, it's almost like, hey, it's me, Tom Holland. Yeah. Ah. Uh, it's really uh, odd that you say that Tom, the Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg thing. There was another article that was released um, that I also sent you again, without context. Probably that's why you didn't read it because I'm guessing you didn't read it. Am I right? No, <laughs> it was about Tom Holland. He's basically interviewed by GQ, but at one, at one point he mentions his experience on the Uncharted movie, which is the adaptation of the famous Uncharted video game series by Naughty Dog. That is also a, a Sony PlayStation exclusive. Um, but he's playing Nathan Drake. Initially, Mark Wahlberg was supposed to play Nathan Drake, like long ago when that movie was first going to happen. 2008, I think. 2008, 2009, something crazy like that. Right. Never happened. It, it just didn't happen. It didn't materialize. It was years in the making. But Tom Holland apparently was not a fan of doing this movie. He basically says it was a mistake and isn't something that I will probably never do again. He's kind of referring it. He's kind of more referring to the way that he was. He was just trying to really make make the shots make him look cool the whole time, which is strange. But the quote here that's worrying about this because Nathan Drake, if you've watched or played Uncharted, is a pretty funny character in my opinion. The quote here is: "As soon as you start worrying about do I look good in the shot, acting becomes something other than playing a character. I think there are elements of my performance in Uncharted where I kind of fell under the spell of being, I want to look good now. I want this to be my cool moment. I had to play this very tough, very stoic guy, stoic guy, basically be Mark Wahlberg. My character is supposed to be a fucking action hero in this moment. Did they not get what Uncharted is? I'm going to go with yes. Man, that's kind of a bummer. Like, I yeah yeah honestly I'm not too surprised. I don't know it's kind of interesting because this is by the director of the Venom movie and I don't think Eddie Brock Venom is supposed to be a naturally funny character but they actually kind of make Tom Hardy a funny 
character in the in in the Venom movie. Yeah. So I I had hopes that and and honestly like you could like Nathan Drake kind of acts like that. He's a little bit quirky. He's he's a little bit weird. He gets himself in odd situations and tries to like you know like act his way out of it in some cases. Like I I feel like he could have nailed that tone. So I really hope it's not some young stoic Nathan Drake. Yeah. It, it I. I that 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 has me a little bit worried. That's uh, it worries me too. Because like, as much as I didn't have that much hope for this movie to be good, uh, to be honest, just because video game movies on average are not good, like video game movie adaptations, like on average, I would argue. Yeah. Um, I I still I still kind of I wanted it to be good. Yeah, me too. I don't know. This this has been in like development hell for so long, so it's unlikely that it's going to be good. But it, it just seems weird that they're going to release this movie and it it's probably not going to be good when it almost seems like they're trying to gear up and make like high quality content based on their properties. Uh, like they, they announced like a, like a twisted metal TV show like a way while ago, but I think it's like now officially in development and, and, and you know, they have their last of us HBO show and they mentioned that they're, they have a lot of other stuff in the work works so i i'm i'm kind of disappointed and a little bit worried that that you know their first foray real foray i mean they did ratchet and clank but again that's uh that, that, that's kind of forgettable um but like their first like big blockbuster movie is going to kind of suck and i think that's going to sour the rest of the films that that will come after that that are like you know related to playstation studios so i don't know that's kind of a bummer i, I hope it's not like that it's it's weird that Tom Holland would say those things because I don't imagine you'd want to say those things. Like I don't I don't think like his agent or 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 Sony themselves would be too happy hearing him say that he didn't like playing arguably one of the biggest characters in PlayStation franchise history. It just seems seems really weird. It does, yeah. Like like you can take it out of context, sure, but it, he he just doesn't sound like he had a good time. And I just don't understand what are you, you're being paid to promote this. And I mean, it's going to come out soon. <laughs> so should you be saying this? I, I feel like like Sony PR is like, what the, <laughs> why, why are you doing this? This was an article like, for GQ, hell, by the way, this was a part of an article for GQ and it had, it, they interviewed Tom Holland about Cherry, which is not being reviewed well at all. Like the Russo brothers, uh, new film that's gonna launch on Apple TV Plus in a couple weeks. That's a bummer. Which which one? The the fact that Cherry's reviewed badly. Yeah, I'm still gonna watch it, but it's kind of disappointing to hear. Yeah, it's a it's like I think Tom Holland's like most serious role so far. So it yeah, I I kind of still I'm still kind of inclined to watch it just to see because I think this is honestly the Russos the Russo brothers like <laughs> most serious role too. I mean they started with kind of in the industry not in the industry completely but they started very much so in terms of popularity with community so that's like very arrested development prior to that oh yeah it was arrested development first yeah good call yeah Yeah, so it's it's interesting for sure but let's go back now to the topic of spider-man i uh you were saying that you think that there's a good chance that he's going to travel to dr strange to try and leave the universe to hide i think the I don't think that's a good chance. I'm just that, that's just that's a random guess. I think believe. I think that's more likely to happen than everyone else coming to this universe because then it's just it's just too much going on at once. I don't. I just don't know how you would. The reason I that. don't believe that is okay. So let's say he goes to leave. Then he's going to leave on his own. And then what about MJ? Is MJ then and Ned? Don't forget about Ned. Yes, yes, <laughs> Ned and uh, 
and MJ. And Aunt May. Yes. They're all of the people in this universe. That means they won't follow him or he's going to be talking to people who are his, their counterparts in the other universe. I guess that's possible. I just doubt that. I think that it's more likely that they visit the, like other other villains visit this universe. I think that makes more sense or his universe. I, I don't know. You could be right that he's trying to escape. The cool thing is Ken's letter. I, I really like the last thing he says is that they can he can completely make J. Jonah Jameson believe now that it's not Peter Parker because the Spider-Man, the real Spider-Man swings by in J. Jonah Jameson's eyes, right? Like he, he might be interviewed and then a, like the actual Spider-Man who enters his universe, you can fix the problem that Tom Holland's Peter Parker has in terms of his identity, his secret identity. You know what I'm saying? You can actually fix it by the proof is I mean, right in front of you. There's Spider-Man. He just swung by while you're interviewing interviewing Peter Parker. So obviously you're wrong, you weird man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a good it's a good point that uh, that Ken makes. Like, I, I but think, then they'll just be like, "That's Mysterio tech." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It could be, but I mean, it could be. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. You paused too long there. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's going to be an interesting one, and I'm excited for this. Do you think sincerely that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will be in this third Spider-Man movie called A No Way Home? No. Maybe as like a cameo, but I don't think they're going to have like an actual role in the film. What's the, what would be the point of the cameo? I don't know. Just like a quick glance at them in a different universe. That would be a waste. That actually yeah. almost bugged me. Like I'm a, You brought in Alfred Molina. You brought in... Uh, Jamie Foxx, and then you don't even utilize the other two, but you kind of do? Like, well, I don't know. Is there any point? Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I, I don't think they will be. Huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet now. Why? I'm wondering. I don't know. Because that's kind now. of the ultimate thing that people want. Like, if they actually are just listening to fans and they were just like, we knew how to make the money, this would be the way to yeah. make the money. Like, Tommy McGuire is not doing that much right now, and Andrew Garfield, he stays stays working but they're both not really like they're not the biggest names in the movie industry i would argue tom holland's a bigger name even now i i'd argue i don't know about you but you would just see tom holland in more things so yeah not that toby mcguire and andrew garfield aren't great they're great but it's just they just haven't been in that many mainstream things lately so i, I think that if they could bring them all in i don't know if they could make a lot It'd of money cool. on this i yeah. think that it's I'm just gonna set my expectations in check oh okay so you're not really predicting. You're just you're setting your expectations in check. Yeah. Let's move on then. Number two. According to publication deadline, the TV series based upon popular Xbox exclusive video game series Halo will debut on the up-and-coming CBS Viacom-owned streaming service Paramount+, Plus, as opposed to the CBS premium channel Showtime, as previously anticipated. Production company Amblin Television initially conceived the idea for a Halo series in 2013. The series was in pre-production for the short-lived Xbox Entertainment Studios, but eventually moved to Showtime in 2014. The project was greenlit in 2018, started filming in early 2020, and is now planned for its Paramount Plus release for early 2022. Halo will star actor Liev Schreiber from Showtime's Ray Donovan as lead character and 26th century super soldier Master Chief in his fight against the antagonistic alien race known as the Covenant. The series will also star original Halo voice cast member Jen Taylor as a super intelligent AI known as Cortana. When discussing the new series, Viacom CBS CEO David Nevins explained, quote, It delivers the visceral excitement of playing the game, along with a much deeper emotional experience around the Spartans. 
human beings who got their humanity chemically and genetically altered. The story is about reclaiming what makes them human, and therefore, it is a very powerful story. Unquote. Adrian, I know you're a Halo fan, as you also dabble in the Xbox system. What do you think about this news? Um, it's Cortana, by the way, not Cortana. Just a heads up. Tomato, tomato, buddy. Anyways, Cortana. I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, fun fact: this is actually the second live-action Halo series that that will be released. The first one came out in 2014, uh, and it starred Mike Coulter, who is probably um, I don't know about best known for, but he's he's most recently known for uh, his role as Luke Cage in the Netflix uh, Marvel series Luke Cage. But yeah, that series was called Halo Nightfall. It didn't fall like Master Chief or anything like that. It was more of a small scale story. And I think that series led into um, the like the Halo 5 campaign, which which to be fair, I haven't played. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big fan of the first like three Halo games. I guess first five Halo games uh, like Halo 1, 2, 3, ODS, Halo 3, ODST and uh, Halo Reach. They're, they're all like really good uh, stories. Funnily enough, like Halo Reach, the which is a, a essentially just a prequel to the Halo like uh, video game series. The, the the plot of that game is very similar to uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Um, like it's it, they have very, very similar story beats, funnily enough. Uh, so I, I always I always uh, mention that parallel whenever I talk about Halo Reach. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This seems kind of cool. Like it looks like Paramount uh, Plus is really going ham and trying to get as much as they can on their service. Like they're not really like it seems like almost every day we're hearing something new about uh, that, that will be coming to Paramount Plus once it launches. But yeah, I mean, like, are, do you have any attachment to Halo whatsoever? Do you play any of the Halo games? Only multiplayer. A friend of mine had a like a LAN party way back in the day when I was in high school. And we it was like that was his birthday party. We just played Halo. So that mm. happened. Um, but other than that, no, not never played. I haven't really owned an Xbox ever. So it's not really something that I've been uh, into. It's not that I'm disinterested, but I'm not buying an Xbox anytime soon. So, so yeah. Yeah, fair enough. They're definitely worth playing. And uh, again, the story in the first three, it's quite interesting. Like it, it goes for a wild ride. And I'm 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 curious where this is going to be taking place, like whether it's going to be like a retelling of the events of, you know, the Halo series or they're going to use it as like a sequel for the I don't know, take place after the uh, the, the new game that's coming out later this year. Apparently uh, Halo Infinite. Um, one thing I am worried about is Master Chief's a really cool character and all, but he, realistically, he's an like he's kind of like an avatar. Like he doesn't say much. Like throughout the at the very least, the first three games that he's in, he he honestly doesn't talk much at all. You know, he has a couple of one liners here and there. He's a super cool character, and I really hope they keep it more towards that. Um, I played Halo Four, and honestly, in Halo Four, like within the first hour. Uh, Master Chief says more dialogue than in the entirety of like the first three Halo games. So I'm, I'm really hoping they, they keep him as like that cooler, quiet character uh, with just badass moments. Um, there's a character called the Arbiter in uh, the Halo series as well. Um, he's like this big alien creature, uh, p- part of the Covenant. Uh, he, he like leaves the Covenant, actually. And uh, he is voiced by Keith David in... Um, the uh in, in the games and it's like an iconic voice so i really hope if they bring in that character they bring back keith david to voice him yes, and it makes keith me... david from the hit movie cloud atlas yes 
Uh, he's also in Community, the final season of Community. Uh, funnily enough, he's in a lot of stuff. He was he's in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. He's in uh, he, Keith David's been around. He's been in a lot of stuff, and he has a very very iconic voice. Yeah, his voice is uh, sweet. It, it it's incredibly iconic, and um, I I I really hope uh, they'd bring him back. And again, like them bringing back Jen Taylor to play Cortana, uh, that makes me feel fairly confident that they would do the same. Well, Liam Schreiber is um, a really good actor. Like, there's no way that, by the way, he's he's not going to talk. Just so you're aware, it's Liam Schreiber. I know, it's I not know, happening. but like, I hope it's like kind of on the level of like the Mandalorian. Like, you know, like the Mandalorian, he does say stuff, but he, he's still super cool and he keeps a lot of the words to a minimum. I hope it's kind of like that. I see. I don't know. Pedro Pascal has a lot of lines. Yeah, as the series progresses, he does. But yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one, but again, I think with like Liam Schreiber in in the role. He's gonna say he's gonna say enough that you're gonna know it's Liev Schreiber. Does uh, Master yeah. Chief ever take his helmet off? No, not no, like not that I recall in any of the series. Like you never see his face. Oh, really? And I don't. Yeah, like I don't really believe he takes his helmet off. Like maybe in the later game he does. Like in like maybe in Halo Five he does, but he does not take it off in the first three Halo games. You do not see his face. Oh, nor nor in Halo Four actually. Well, that's interesting. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again. Even, uh, I don't know, is it going to be like The Mandalorian, like where you barely see Pedro Pascal's face? But you do, though, occasionally see his face. So I'm not sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think it would be like um, sacrilegious if if you see Liam Schreiber? I don't know. Like, maybe. I'm not like, like again, I'm, I'm a Halo fan, but I'm not like diehard, like you must stay faithful or I'm going to hate this. Like, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in the universe and I think they do a lot of cool things, but... I'm definitely not like number one Halo fan. Like I wouldn't have like any Halo posters or tattoos. So I don't know how the <laughs> like tattoo. I don't, I don't have any tattoos at all, though, Adrian. Like I'm a big fan of Me Batman either. versus Superman, but you know I don't have that tattoo to my back. Yeah, no, but like I'd get a tattoo of like freaking Persona Five. But like I wouldn't get a oh, Halo tattoo. Are you going to? Are you going to get a tattoo of the hit game Persona Five? Uh, maybe one day. Maybe I'll get the Phantom Thieves logo tattooed on me. Oh knows? wow. Yeah, I, I get uh, Batman versus Superman is a is a good movie tattooed on my leg. What do you think? That's super cool. If I do get a tattoo, it would be after I go to Japan because uh, you can't go into places like bathhouses and stuff like that if you have tattoos because tattoos are regularly associated with crime. In Japan? Correct. Is that true? It is true. Is this a rumor you heard? I watched a TikTok and, and uh, it oh was a Japanese God. woman explaining it. And that was enough. You conv- you were convinced. You didn't do any other legwork. You just you just were convinced by the TikTok. Is that what you were saying? I googled it. Okay, okay. And you found out that it I is didn't the case? Google it. I didn't Google it. I lied to you. You I just googled the TikTok, it. and you're gonna say this on the podcast here. <laughs> yes, it's fact. It's <laughs> fact. I'm gonna. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I lied to you. I'm sorry. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> I googled it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alrighty then. <laughs> You got me. You got me in a lie, you son of a gun. Yeah, no, I can see. Um, I can't even see your face because we're doing this remotely, uh, and I still knew you lied. <laughs> so that's how much I know you from just recording this podcast, of course, because we don't talk outside this podcast. Just to be clear, audience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else to mention about uh, this series? Uh, no, not really. Like, I am quite excited to uh, give it a looky look. Uh, I did want to mention, like, again, uh, I said at the top of this um, story piece that, like, there. The, like Paramount Plus is is really going hard on what they're coming out with. Um, one of the things they also announced is like uh, a Rugrats uh, CG reboot. 
I, I forgot to mention this because I watched the trailer for it. It's like very unsettling. Like it, it's it, I don't like the animation style. And I, don't, I don't like 3D animation. They're bringing back like all the original voice cast. So 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 like they're all there. And I really liked. Did you like Rugrats as a kid? I really liked Rugrats as a kid. Um, I watched it a little bit, but honestly, I never really got into it too much. I, I would have thought that you wouldn't have watched Rugrats because of your age. I, I would have thought you were too young. Actually, that's why I I found it puzzling that you wanted that. Uh, you you did kind of reference that you wanted wanted that story initially, like to talk yeah. about specifically. But but yeah, I was kind of surprised. Like I I did watch it a little bit uh, as a kid, but it wasn't something that I really got into a tremendous amount. Like you watched the whole series, or uh, I don't know about the entire series, but I've definitely watched a lot of episodes of Rugrats. I used to watch it all the time. I forget. I think it was on Teletoon here in Canada. Maybe uh, YTV. I don't remember. But like it got to the point where I was seeing like the same episodes, like the reruns and stuff. I don't know how many episodes there are, but uh, yeah, I, de- I definitely watched it. And I really liked that show. I thought it was cool. It was a fun time. Most of it. There's some interesting stuff. It like even dealt with like divorce and like single fathers and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of interesting what they do. There were you know, 172 like episodes of Rugrats. Oh, my goodness. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if I watched them all. Like, yeah. think about it. I don't know even if I watch like reruns i feel like they just run the ones that are very popular and they don't actually always go back to the ones that maybe weren't as popular i don't know if that and i find that i've also watched a lot of reruns of things but there's so many episodes of some of these series that i've that i've watched the reruns for and i'm like there's no way i watched all of the episodes so what how how have i seen one episode five times (laughs) and the other the other episodes i haven't even seen at all so I, i wouldn't be surprised if they you didn't maybe see, but that would be a mm. lot. I mean, you could have, you would have, then you would have seen 172 episodes and then, then some, cause you would have watched them over. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how TV works. Me neither. Are they, I, are they why are we doing this podcast? Way? No, no. What I mean, doing? you know, old TV, the old TV style of, of running reruns. Like who does reruns oh, yeah. anymore? Just watch it on Netflix in order. Or watch the same episode on Netflix and call it a rerun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a, re- it's a rerun. I, just watched it 10 times. Whenever I'm feeling nostalgic, I just watch the same episode twice. It's on. It's on now. <laughs> but I watch it three hours later. Again and again? No, no. Like I watch it once. Yeah. And then I watch it again three hours later. It's like the East and West Coast. You ever have that? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The different channel. You're, yeah. You're accommodating you just West. Switch. <laughs> That's very specific. That's West, a very specific. West Nicol- and- Nickelodeon, East Nickelodeon. Yeah, exactly. Like, what a, yeah, it's a very like specific and reference, but you know. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did you watch like a lot of Nicktoons? Like, were you a fan of Nicktoons? Nicktoons. It's Nickelodeon. I just, I'm just calling them Nicktoons. Is Nicktoons, is that what they called them? I didn't realize that. Isn't it? I don't Nicktoons. know. I just thought there was Nick, Nickelodeon. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you'd know more. You apparently watched 172 times three Rugrats episodes. So I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's um, like it's Nickelodeon and Nicktoons. It's the same thing. Nicktoons are just like 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 SpongeBob would still like be a Nicktoon. Fairly Odd Parents would be a Nicktoon. I don't think I've seen enough of these. I don't know why. I guess I just haven't seen because like I haven't watched much SpongeBob. Did you watch a lot of SpongeBob? Oh, dude, I watched it. Yeah, I watched a lot of SpongeBob. I've watched every episode, like early earlier years of SpongeBob. Every episode, at least like the first like three four seasons. SpongeBob. The fact that you watch a lot of SpongeBob makes a little bit more sense to me just because of when it aired because it started in 1999 mm. but i'm just uh, i thought you were gonna say because of my sense of humor <laughs> no 
I guess Avatar The Last Airbender was also Nickelodeon as well. That was a Nicktoon. <laughs> okay, yeah, I get, I get it. You're really aggressive with this Nicktoons thing. Man. <laughs> Actually, wait, didn't they announce that they're doing another series for... Avatar? Yeah, they're doing like an Avatar universe. They're bringing... Uh, like, it's it's by the original creators. Uh, two of the three. So, again, Aaron Ehas is uh, the one ca- uh, creator that, like, went off. And he's doing The Dragon Prince on Netflix, which is, again, f- phenomenal. And the other two guys, they actually went off and were doing the live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series for Netflix. And then they left two years into it uh, due to creative differences. So I have absolutely no hope for the the Avatar The Last Airbender live action series. But and yeah, now they're doing they're this. Creating... So they like they ditched Netflix and they went to Paramount Plus, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're going to Paramount Plus and they're creating like an Avatar universe. So another series that a series that's going to take place in you know the Avatar The Last Airbender and uh, Legend of Korra universe. I kind of think I still like... need to watch Legend of Korra. To be honest, that kind of serves Netflix right because they should have just listened to the guys who made the series when they were creating the show. Even if it was mm-hmm. crap, you're, you got to follow the guys who are creating the series. I, honestly, it's such a popular series, Avatar The Last Airbender 2. So the fact the fact that they, they, again, chose to go a different direction, I just don't think that live action series is going to be good. I, I'm almost happy this happened. Like the, the fact that they mm-hmm. got another job like right after at Paramount Plus – it's like good, and I hope Paramount Plus is successful just because of Avatar. Just for just I don't know. It's just uh, I know they weren't that bitter about it. It did seem like they were pretty disappointed uh, when they announced yeah. that they were leaving the live action series at Netflix. Oh man, I was disappointed. I think many people were disappointed. Yeah, I was curious to see what they could do with this series live action. Like I don't, I haven't watched much Avatar: The Last Airbender, but I'm just it's it seems like a a show that almost. I don't know. Is it more? Is it better suited for animation? Like, it really? How how do you make this into a live action show anyway? It seems like it would be tough. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it'd definitely be difficult. Yeah, like I, I don't know how you do it without like big budgets and stuff, like without making it look like cheap animation. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they I'm got the money. They got I, Netflix money, so I'm sure. Yeah, I'm definitely curious. Um, like what the avatars, like the live action avatar series is going to be, but it is again, disappointing. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm of two minds a lot of the time. Like sometimes I want things to be like faithful retellings. And sometimes I'm like open to it being like a, you know, different version of it. Uh, I, I talk about the death note, uh, live action movie, uh, that that's like the American version, uh, produced by, or made by Netflix as well. And how I like, you know, again, I, I just like it for what it is, not necessarily as a death note live action movie. Um, right. So I don't know. Maybe I'll like Avatar: The Last Airbender and that same sort of thing. Like, okay, like it's similar to it. It's it's bringing in a lot of those elements, but it's still a different thing. And uh, maybe they'll make it good. Who knows? Yeah, that's fair. Cool. Alrighty, let's move on to number three. As reported by Deadline, Warner Brothers has hired Between the World and Me author Tanahisi Coates as the screenwriter for an upcoming Superman reboot film. Lost producer J.J. Abrams and his Bad Robot Productions has also been tapped to executive produce the project. Currently, not much else is known as to who might play Superman this time around, despite the fact that Men of Steel actor Henry Cavill has expressed an interest in reprising his role. Adrian. Uh, Superman again? (laughs) Is this a little too soon? What are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, it is a little too soon. They're rebooting. I don't understand. It's not like it's a continuation. Like, they're rebooting this. I just don't understand what the hell is going on. Like... How many like we, we've talked about this already for the Batman stuff again? I'm super stoked for the Batman movie, and 
like I I I'm, I really like Ben Affleck as Batman as well. But again, like we have so many different versions of Batman Batman right now. Batman. Um like Bat Batman's Batman's right now like on screen. Um you know with Michael Keaton coming back, we have the Batman in um teen in the Titans show. We have Ben Affleck's Batflick. We have Robat Bat and Bat. We had uh, the show's done now, but the but Bruce Bruce Wayne Batman as a kid Batman from Gotham. Like there's just so many of them. And then now it, I feel like they're just going to do the same thing with Superman because I know in Titans, I think they have Superboy, not necessarily Superman. They have the Superman that's in the CW verse and they just launched their standalone show, Superman and Lois or Lois and Superman. Something right. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I think the first episode just came out the other week. And then now they're going to have yeah Henry Cavill's Superman from the like the Justice League. And then possibly Henry Cavill again, but in a different universe as Superman or just a different actor and like entirely again. And it's it's just like I want some consistency. I either want WB to be like, all right, we're just we're keeping everything separate. Everything is just its own thing. And that's that as opposed to having like some sort of connections and like being like everything's connected, but technically nothing's connected because none of it has like any consistency tonally or just plot wise or anything and i i don't know this this is just kind of annoying to me yeah how about you it's annoying i don't know if it's annoying the fact that they're potentially doing like a a multiverse that's gonna connect in some way like i don't know we we talked about last week we talked about the sort of soft reboot that the flash movie is supposed to be for the dc eu so yeah i mean this could be part of the the dcu like it's the new the new DCU, if they're soft rebooting it, I, I, I guess. So they're like they're just planning stages. They're in planning stages for it. It'll be weird though if Henry Cavill's in it. Like the thing about the Zack Snyder movies is that they were very dark, and I think that he could have made something that was a rated R version the whole time, and it could have been actually quite unique. And then they could have made their all their fluffy, their fluff DC universe instead on a separate note and then had Zack Snyder running his universe separately and then they could have maybe tried to cross them over at some point that would have been the, the, the neat way to do it but because the Warner Brothers meddled in Zack Snyder's vision they're, they're, they couldn't really he couldn't do what he even wanted to do so him creating this rated R version is really again is probably as true as his his vision's ever been it's kind of mm-hmm. I don't know it's kind of an interesting thing because he he likes making dark movies. He makes rated R movies. That's what he makes. So him even making Man of Steel and all that is almost weird. It's not weird. It doesn't feel weird now because it's already happened. But those movies are movies that are not rated R, like Batman vs. Superman and Man of Steel. But he makes mostly rated R movies. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, man. Um, it's kind of interesting as well because this is technically J.J. Abrams' second time going for a Superman movie. Did you know that? Uh, Jog my memory. So in the early 2000s, there was a script made that was written by J.J. Abrams called Superman Flyby. And it was set to be directed by uh, Mick G. And then it was scrapped when they decided to go for uh, like Superman Returns. Brandon Routh was starring in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There was there was a. there was like a like a full on Superman movie that that J.J. Abrams already wrote. Apparently, the the plot was like entirely like outlandish and, and totally ridiculous. And and, and um, I think you can find the script online and some storyboards. And, and, and I, I don't think anyone really liked the, the ideas that were written in it. 
But uh, it's just kind of interesting to note. I guess it kind of shows how much um, J.J. Abrams has grown as a director. But to be fair, he did come out with Rise of Skywalker. We haven't bashed Rise of Skywalker in a while. I was going to say, like, has he grown? Because he wrote, did he, didn't he? he partially write as well Rise of Skywalker? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, come on. No, yeah, he definitely did. It's ridiculous. Like, that's a ridiculous Garbage. movie. I, I just don't understand. Like, I don't know. I'm not. That's the other thing about this is that the fact that he's attached to this now that anything with his name attached to it, it did, doesn't mean the same as it did. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love person of interest. Like his name is attached to that. I love lost. Like, I don't know. I, I almost should have put rise of Skywalker producer or, or something, you know, as a description. Yeah. I put it a lost producer in this uh, write up here, but I just don't, I don't know. Like what, it, what is this going to be? It could be terrible. I, I have no idea. I- well, it, dude, it definitely could be terrible. I wonder if it would have been as terrible as the early 2000s one. Mick G. He's the guy that did The Babysitter right. that I that I reviewed like a couple of weeks back or a few weeks back on Netflix. Great. can't imagine that shit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I like The Babysitter, by the way, but I just can't imagine what, what garbage that would have been. It would have been did bad. like Charlie's Angels and stuff, too. Like, Oh, it's like, but the fact that the, apparently the, the writer, the writing is terrible. That's the other problem. The, yeah. the cool thing is, is that Tanahisi Coates is actually fairly well regarded. Like he's won multiple awards, like for his writing. What has he written? Not a lot of movies and TV series. That's the interesting thing. Like it's mostly novels and uh, opinion pieces and essays and things like that. Like he's a good writer. I'm. I'm just. He has written something in the film industry. Now it's escaping me though. Oh, he's actually. I'm reading it here. He's actually written. I don't know how much he's writing about it, but it's about uh, a scandal in Atlanta that Ryan Coogler is directing called the movie's going to be called wrong answer. It's uh, Michael B. Jordan apparently is attached to it as well. It's about like a teacher who is trying to get funding. So he actually alters the students test scores to get funding from the government. Interesting. Mm. So that's actually something he's writing in the film industry. Otherwise, again, I, I mentioned that he wrote uh, between the world and me, which I believe he won an award for. He also wrote, it was a cover story called The Case for Reparations, which I'm pretty sure was an inspiration for creating Watchmen. I could be wrong. I think it's correct, though, that when they created the mm-hmm. Watchmen TV series, uh, part of the inspiration that Damon Lindelof followed was this case for reparations. Because there's re- the reparations uh, mandate in that show, I think, is based upon this article. It was written in 2014. It's interesting because there's, again, not a lot of filmmaking experience, I guess, or screenwriting experience, but he is definitely a very skilled writer. So that that's undoubted. So I'm curious, mm. curious to see what this is. With the case for reparations in mind, it's literally, again, talking about like white supremacy, Oh, right? Like that's the idea behind it. Mm. It specifically deals with the topic of systemic racism throughout the United States. That's the, that's the idea behind it. Like he was covering like social and political issues and specifically ones of Afri- African-Americans, like the the problems that they face, as well as like talking about white supremacy for uh, the Atlantic. So I just wonder as well, it would be interesting to see the casting of this film, like will Superman be black? It's possible just based on who the, like what the writer has written in the past. It, it, I mean, it would be <clears> interesting. <throat> that could be a very different take on this universe in a way. Is that possible? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think anything's possible. Like, who are they going to cast? It would be interesting. Maybe, like, maybe it isn't Henry Cavill. I mean, it also could be Henry Cavill. Like, it, has, it may have nothing to do with that. But or they could uh, cast a black actor like uh, Robert Downey Jr. 
Oh my god. It's a Tropic Thunder reference. <laughs> yeah, Tropic Thunder could never have been made in 2020 or 2019. No, like there's just no that way. That movie is so funny, man. That movie is so funny. It is. It's and weird like the, that like, again that that like it was made. It's it's a strange thing. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, wow, I don't know. So it's, it's a weird one. Like yeah. how? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You watch it now, it's it's genuinely shocking. I I I love that movie though. It's so it's so ridiculous, it's so outlandish. And like I don't know, you, you get every once in a while, I like look up because the, like you can literally look at like oh look at these Gen Z kids finding out about Tropic Thunder, and like people having like an absolute meltdown. It's like how could anyone? you know, like be a fan of Robert Downey Jr. after he did blackface in this, you know, in this movie, Tropic Thunder, blah, 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 blah. It's like you, like the whole point of that is context. And, and the whole point of him doing blackface in that role, it's, it's, they make fun of it the entire movie. And, and it's, it's not done as like, this is, he's seriously playing a black character. He is playing a white man that is playing a black character in a movie. So he like Robert Downey Jr. is still playing a white man, but he's playing a white man doing blackface. And that's why it's so ridiculous. It's fantastic. I don't know. It's but yeah, I do agree. I don't, I don't know if that movie uh, would fly if it got released today. I don't think but it yeah. would. You, no, people will misunderstand you, it like, no matter what. And it would just be completely canceled, like destroyed, mm-hmm. wrecked. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very curious to see what the Superman movie is the only problem with this is jj abrams in my, in my opinion because i have no idea what this guy and i did not realize that he's got a, like a a script that was just like thrown in the garbage for superman that worries me even more i don't know Yeah, maybe mcg will come back yeah maybe maybe he'll direct it maybe he'll direct mm-hmm. the movie and then tanahisi coats will be like nah nah i'm, I'm out of here I only make good things. Goodbye. It's it's interesting. It's just it's just too soon, in my opinion. Like it's not that long ago that we had a Superman, and if you if you recast him in, or if you even use Henry Cavill, I don't even know what's the, what's the point. What what like what it, what to what end? This, they better have a good idea. Would be my my thing uh, to make this popular or make this. I don't know. Do you like Superman as a character? To be honest, that that's the other question that I, I had about this art this this whole story. Like, do you even like Superman? Is Superman the, not a very boring superhero? Am I crazy? Um, I don't know. Yeah, like to me, he's not really the most interesting. I'm not I'm not too familiar with him in like the comic books and stuff. But yeah, like uh, like having someone that is just so powerful is boring in and of itself. Yes. I think, and him just being like a shining beacon of hope and like everything good is kind of annoying as well the the it's it's interesting because i really love steve rogers like i love captain america as a character and and they're they're kind of similar characters but the difference is is captain america isn't unbreakable you know what i mean like he's still like he is a he's a super soldier but he can still get his ass kicked whereas superman like he can't he can get his ass kicked by freaking other aliens but nothing like on earth you know what I mean? That's that's well, that's the beauty. That's what's so good. So okay, we look at this story and all this, and they're making this new movie. But that's what Warner Brothers kind of wants to make Superman. It seems like they want to go the Marvel route. They don't seem to care. Zack Snyder's take on Superman is that he's a flawed, flawed hero, and that's what's so great about him. And Captain America, that's a great example. He's flawed. He's a human being, and he's got sure he took steroids, but that's all he is. Batman is my favorite superhero because he's extremely vulnerable and he's ex- he's extra he's su- super smart but how he deals with all of this human aspect 
of uh, of who he is is what's so interesting. I don't like Captain Marvel because I think Captain Marvel is too powerful and she doesn't really have any weakness. Like it doesn't You also are sexist and you hate Brie Larson and you think uh she's everything wrong with the MCU as well. And on the other hand, uh, just ignoring what you said, I really like Black Widow because she's a literal human being and she shouldn't even be with these gods, but she's holding her own somehow, which is in- impressive. Same with uh, even actually, to be honest, WandaVision, like we're still watching WandaVision, amazing show. Wanda Maximoff is an extremely flawed character in that she's extremely vulnerable. She's vulnerable as a human being because of where she started as a person like and the the hardships she's had to go through that's what makes her so great oh and sure she's super powerful as well but the flaws of her humanity is what makes her more interesting she's not perfect as a perfect person as well as being also perfectly invincible like superman again i i hope that that's the major hope for the next captain marvel movie that that's what they really dive into the humanity aspect of who Carol Danvers is. That's what I'm excited for. I don't really care for how powerful she is. She's ridiculous. It's just not, it's not useful. She's mm-hmm. just too, it's too much. Yeah, I agree. But uh, uh, like, I mean, they're not going to come out with uh, a Captain Marvel too, because uh, d- didn't you hear that they're going to fire uh, Brie Larson and, and Kathleen Kennedy as well? <laughs> okay. You're still going on this. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It just, I heard that. I read that on, um, what is that a website? Cosmic book. <laughs> news yes i well, discovered again you news. talked about cosmic book news but I, I never clicked on any article from that website because i really wanted to mm-hmm. avoid it because I, I know it's garbage it's hot garbage and yeah, so they really hate women they do that's not even a joke <laughs> i was reading yeah, an article it's, i was like what is it. this this is unbelievable that they like i one article i clicked on one article and they literally were attacking specifically the fact that they hired instead of uh getting rhett reese um and uh, what's the other guy Werner, Paul Wernick, Paul Wernick, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick to do the Deadpool 3 movie. They were complaining that they had hired the Bob's Burgers writers. It's like they were saying they're, they're, they don't know what they're doing. And, and it, not that they were saying that they don't like them because they're women, but they just, it was, they were trying to claim that they were trying to go like a, a, the woke perspective because they hired mm-hmm. women. And I'm like, are you joking? Yeah. This is unbelievable. That is the worst website. Like it's we make fun of we got this covered, but at least they don't do this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, it's ridiculous. But um, but yeah, that's why I'm actually the the, the biggest question for me about this uh, new reboot for Superman because it's literally being called a reboot. Is why do we need another Superman? And they're only going to go the light way. They're they got to be going towards Marvel, which means they're going to make him like this shining, gleaming symbol of hope that literally has no flaws whatsoever, can't be killed. No one cares. I don't care at all. So I I don't, I imagine that this will be bad if that's the case. I hope again, make him human. This is the important part. This is the focus Zack Snyder had in Man of Steel that I really love is the the fact that he he grows up on this farm and like that's the great part of what uh, Zack Snyder did. And like the fact that, Superman like kills at the end of Man of Steel. Like that was very controversial, but ultimately it's 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 interesting. It makes it more interesting. We've seen Superman in mul- multiple iterations. Anyways, that's my my two cents. Mm-hmm. I agree with that sense. Okay then. Now onto the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, 
As reported by Deadline, Deadpool screenwriters Brett Reese and Paul Wernick are currently developing an action comedy live action film adaptation of car combat video game series Twisted Metal. I heard they were replaced on uh, Deadpool 3 by the Bob's Burgers writers. Number two, as Deadline reports, True Blood actor Anna Paquin and Game of Thrones actor Kit Harington have been cast in the second season of Amazon's anthology series Modern Love. Mmm, interesting. Number three, as Variety reports, relatively new streaming service Paramount Plus is developing a CG animated series revival of the ever-popular 90s animated series Rugrats. I've mentioned this in in this episode earlier. Number four, as announced by Marvel, the Disney Plus TV series following the villainous Loki will premiere on June 11th, 2021. It's nice to have Marvel almost every week until, like, the summer. Actually, I believe the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series is only going to be six episodes and it starts in March. So is there a gap? Maybe. I guess there will be a gap. It'll be like a monthish gap. Number five. As reported by Variety, streamer Paramount Plus is currently in development of a Fraser sitcom revival with actor Kelsey Grammer set to reprise his role as the titular Dr. Fraser Crane. Is it Fraser or Fraser? You said both. Frazier. Okay. Sorry for any confusion out there. Number six. As tech website The Verge references Pixar's next film, Luca, a story about a childhood friendship during a summer in the Italian countryside, is set for release in the summer of 2021. They released the trailer for this and it looks fantastic. This looks so adorable. I can't wait. Number seven. As reported by Variety, Ocean's Eleven director Steven Soderbergh's next project is a film called Kimmy. It will star actor Zoe Kravitz as an agoraphobic remote IT technician that witnesses a violent crime whilst doing her job for a major corporation. We talked about Ocean's Eleven earlier this episode as well. Zoe Kravitz is going to be the new Catwoman in um, the Robert Batten Bat Batman movie as well. Number eight, as reported by Deadline, Game of Thrones actor Rose Leslie and Divergent actor Theo James have both been cast in HBO's upcoming TV series adaptation of author Audrey Niffenegger's ever-popular novel, The Time Traveler's Wife. I watched the movie of this. It has Rachel McAdams in it, and it's uh, fine. Number nine, as reported by website Collider, Disney Plus's next animated Star Wars series, The Bad Batch, is set to premiere on May 4th, 2021. May the 4th be with you. Number 10, as reported by Deadline, Guardians of the Galaxy actor Chris Pratt will make a TV series return with his adaptation of Jack Carr novel The Terminal List for Amazon. John Carter actor Taylor Kitsch is also set to star in this conspiracy thriller. Ooh, exciting. I'm curious to see Chris Pratt in a serious role. And that concludes the montage. Well, yeah, that was the montage. It was it was montage Chajian. Uh, do you have anything for me, Adrian? I, I I imagine you do. I got new releases for you. Oh, oh, incredible! Cool, man. Yeah, let me let me get through this quick for you. We're uh, we're already at about like an hour forty ish, something like that. Depends on uh, what's edited out of this episode. I don't want to keep you late. You got to edit most of this episode tonight, so I don't want to I don't want to take up much more of your time any more than I need to take up. Any more time than I need to take up for you. I want to want to speed this portion of the show up for you, so you don't have to stay up any longer. You mean like what you're doing with this explanation? I guess so. I guess so. You're really speeding things along. I I appreciate I appreciate you. 
no worries, my friend. This is uh, these new releases are coming out from uh, Monday, March first to Sunday, March seventh. Ooh, ah, interesting, eh? Wow, wow. March first is on a Monday. It is. Do you start your weeks on Mondays or Sundays? I think in reality, you must start your week in your mind on Monday, despite the fact that you know calendars sometimes. The jingle. What? The, the jingle. jingle. What's yeah. the jingle? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. I just remember learning it in elementary school or something. Oh, okay. Well, no, I was more talking about how, you know, the, we say the weekend. So it ends on Saturday, Sunday, because it's literally the end of the week. Yeah. So that makes the most sense, logically, although there are calendars that say otherwise, and that jingle that you just mm-hmm. sang me so beautifully. Yes. You're welcome. What's the movies, the movies. Let's get on to the movies here. Oh, yeah. So for Monday, March 1st, there's one movie coming out, and it's called Biggie. I got a story to tell you. No, sorry. I got a story to tell. There's no you at the end of that. Um, Wait, there's no Biggie actually, either? No, there is Biggie. Biggie, I got a story to tell. Oh, okay. This is uh, coming out on Netflix, and it's a documentary about Biggie Smalls. Oh. The rapper. Cool. You a fan of Biggie Smalls? I am not a big rap fan, to be honest. I like a good rap. That's Buffalo Chicken. Oh, my God. Should have saw that coming from a mile away. It's so stupid. It's such a stupid joke. These next movies are coming out on Tuesday, March the 2nd. Uh, God. The, the first movie that's coming out is a movie called The the Maritanian. Mar- Mar- I actually don't know how to pronounce that. I should have probably checked that. Let me check this. I kind of think it's Mauritanian, but I mean, I could be wrong. More. Mauritanian pronunciation, pronunciation. Mauritania. Mauritania. The Mauritanian. Oh, yeah, Mauritanian. The Mauritanian is a movie coming out. Uh, this was confirmed by uh, Elevation P- Pictures, and it's actually an Apple TV Plus original, apparently. Cool. That's coming out on Tuesday, March the 2nd. Uh, this is based on the memoir of Mohamedou. Uh, old Slahi uh, called Guant- uh, Guantanamo Diary. And uh, that is about like his 14-year chargeless tenure in Guantanamo Bay. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's a doc. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Noturno. This was, again, confirmed by uh, Elevation Pictures, the website, and the Apple TV app. It's a video-on-demand movie. This is actually a documentary about the everyday life behind the tragedy of what happens on the borders of Iraq, Syria, Kurdistan, and Lebanon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, interesting. Uh, and then the final movie coming out on uh, March 2nd, which is a Tuesday, is Sophie Jones. This was confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com, and the Apple TV app. This is a video-on-demand movie. It's about a teen who loses her mother, and she starts to explore her newfound sexual awakening. Oh. I don't know what that has to do with one another, but that was... Okay. The description I read, and I just put it in my own words. This next movie is coming out on Wednesday, March the 3rd. It's a Netflix original movie called Moxie! Exclamation point. And it's about a 16-year-old girl who publishes a magazine that calls out the sexism in her high school. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movies coming out for the week are all releasing on Friday, March 5th. The first movie is a movie called Sentinel. 
Um, this is a Netflix original movie. It's about a French soldier who returns home after a combat mission and uses her special set of skills to take down a man who hurt her sister. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Special yeah. set of skills, you say? Yeah. I don't know I, if I you just, know this. Just, uh, speaking of special set of skills, because um, I'm sure you're referencing it directly here. Taken is actually on Disney Plus now. Did you know that? I did know that. It's on, yeah, it's on, on the star thing. Yeah, Star. Actually, Star is uh, all the Wes Anderson movies, almost all of them, I think. So that's actually one bright point about Star. Yeah, I think there's more of a selection on the actual service than on the list that was on. Yeah, maybe. On yeah, they might have been missing. Serve. I might be wrong. I, I did look up Deadpool 2, though. It's still not there. So like the, my problems with it are the fact that it seems like it's it's limited in things that it shouldn't be in. And like, I think mm-hmm. that they, they have such a good catalog that I think my biggest criticism of Star was the fact that it reminds me of Harry Potter being taken f- from HBO Max by Peacock, like NBC's Peacock. Like, it's weird that Disney almost owns all of this. They could easily have the best streaming service literally around because they own Fox now, but they don't have that because of weird licensing agreements. And so I wonder if they're going to abolish the licensing agreements or maybe keep them. I'm curious to see how that goes. Are they going to try and bolster their service by you know, giving us Fargo, as an example, or any of the uh, FX shows. But well, I guess we're going to find out. I hope so. What's your next movie, Adrian? Dog Washer. It's a Netflix original movie. Uh, the movie, I'm just going to read this. It's what I wrote. A debt refused to be paid by an old narco to an upstart ends in disaster. A bag of hidden money might save this old narco and his crew, but his gardener found it. Uh-oh. That's it. That's all I wrote. <laughs> uh, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Coming to the Number Two America. This is an Amazon Prime Video original movie, and it's the sequel to Coming to T O America, which stars Eddie Murphy. I see. I see. Yeah, I, I thought this movie yeah, came out already. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. It was supposed to come out a few months ago. Oh, okay. Or uh, maybe a month ago. Maybe maybe two months ago. Uh, but yeah, it, it is it is now releasing officially on Amazon Prime Video I see. in Canada. Gotcha. I wonder At if least. they're worried about this being extremely confusing that they just basically changed the number, the letter, the letters T and O to t- the number two. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you like coming to America? Yeah, you'll never know which which, which one, dude. Yeah, coming number two, America. I'm just wondering, is this a marketing nightmare? Unknown. I guess we'll find out Maybe, with the, you know. with how many. Let, views this gets on Amazon Prime video. Yeah, or fan fantastic. Fan, fan, yeah, okay. That's not really what it was, though. You, you're just, <laughs> I you're, know. this is based on the poster. I don't really recall that, but the Fantastic Four poster, the Josh Trank, fantastic. How is that so bad? How? I don't How? know. I never watched it. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's pretty good. I it never is, watched it. It isn't. We, there's, okay, we, we had a rule, and we've said this before on this show. If it's below 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's likely shit. We will not like it. If it's above 90%, if we don't like it, it'll be amazing. It's it's rare that that, that happens. This is a 9% of Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think you like it? You think you're going to like it, Adrian? What do you think? No, probably yeah. not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. It's extremely disliked. It's got 260 reviews from professional critics, and it's 18% audience score. Pretty good, pretty good. You put both those numbers together, you get 27%. Yeah. Which is one percentage less than the review score for Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. 
I can't believe that. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is the next movie coming out, and it's coming out on Disney Plus as a premium release. So not only do you have to have a Disney Plus subscription service, which now costs $12 a month here in Canada, by the way, uh, you you also have to pay a premium rental service fee. Uh, It's not really, I mean, technically it is a rental, because yes, you can watch it as many times as you want, but you only keep it, it if you continue paying your Disney Plus subscription. Right. And it will become free in probably in less three than months. Yeah. Less than, yeah. It would be three months, most likely. I was going to say less than six months, but I think that's what happened with Mulan. It was three months later, it was free. So just wait for it. Yeah. I think Pulan came out September. Why is then... it Pulan? Why is it Pulan? I don't understand this. Is it because it's premium? Like, is that the. The P from the premium? No, because it craps. Because it's crap. <laughs> okay. Ryan the Last Dragon actually looks good. So I'm disappointed. Because I'm not watching it. Are you? No, I'm not going to. I'm just going to wait. Well, I mean, you can't really charge my card. Don't do that, please. I'm not going to. Because <laughs> you're using my Disney Plus subscription. So I am. Uh, Yeah, I'm not buying it. Sorry to say. Uh, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm just voting with my wallet. I really want to watch this movie versus the Mulan movie. I'd rather watch Rye and the Last Dragon. I think you agree. Me too. Yeah. And it's just disappointing this is happening. So I guess the next animated film from Disney will be the Disney Pixar film, Luca, for me. When's Luca coming out again? In the summer. I don't think they announced an exact date. I'm guessing maybe July. So we'll see. I imagine uh, Rye and the Last Dragon will be free by then. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Who knows? Maybe Luca will be a premium. We'll find out, but I also didn't watch Mulan. Like I just chose not to watch Mulan because I I was so soured by the premium rental. Yeah. This is where it changes things. Ryan the Last Dragon, theoretically, uh, could do better than Mulan. And how will it do then? If it does really well, will Black Widow now end up on Disney Plus for a premium rental service? That's They're just, mm. again, there's a ne- test number two for Disney Plus. Mr. Uh, Bob Chappick. We hate you, Bob. <laughs> Bob Chappick. Anyways, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Devil Below. This is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand movie. This is about four adventurers who go to a remote town in the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian Mountains? How do you pronounce that? Appalachian. That was good. That was good, I think. Appalachian Mountains. And then uh, get killed by a monster. Oh, boy. I don't know if they actually die. I'm just assuming. Oh, you just oh, you're spoiling the movie without having seen it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just one. This is one of my fancy predictions. Alrighty. Cool. You heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. Next movie that's coming out is a movie called My Salinger Year. Uh, this was confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.theappnumbers.com, and the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand movie, and it's about a young woman who gets a job responding to JD Salinger's fan mail. Oh. JD wow. Salinger being a famous author, I think. I are you wait. Do you, you actually think that? Yeah, I think that, right? I think correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure. Yeah, he's the novelist. Yeah, they wrote behind Catcher Captain in the Rye, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. I'm just wondering because okay. you, you seemed confused. Like it could be. Something. I wasn't certain. I was like 95% sure. Okay, good, good. I'm glad. That's why I, that's why I didn't, yeah, that, yeah. But you seemed kind of unsure. Like it was a lack of confidence. I was just. Uh, well, I wasn't fully sure. Like I, I wouldn't have, like I would have probably bet money on it, but I would have been like, am I going to lose this money? You know what I'm, I mean? I was testing you. I was testing you to see. Yeah, I know. I know. We're good. You passed. You passed. You passed. So (laughs) what's the next one? What's the next movie coming out? Age Grant. Son. Father? This is confirmed by the Apple... Sorry. Apple TV app and the most reliable. Yeah, how, how do you interrupt me? Now the movie's called Sun. I'm just kidding. 
I'm just kidding. I'm doing one of my classic, I say a movie thing, but you think I'm talking to you, but actually it's the title of the movie. It's one of these ongoing segments that I occasionally do in these podcasts. I'm sure you've heard it. Are you talking to me or are you talking to the audience? <laughs> oh, who am I talking well, to? I don't the know. The audience man. has been here long enough to have heard these weird uh, pregnant pauses that you often do. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they have. Speaking of audience, my mother likes raspberries better than strawberries. Are you choking me? You were no. so adamant about the fact that strawberries were so popular and that anybody who likes raspberries more than strawberries were what was you what did you say about them i'm sorry that they're that they're out of their goddamn mind yeah you did say that and i i stand by that i haven't spoken to my mother since <laughs> that's not true there's no way <laughs> anyways this movie uh son is about a uh Speaking of mothers, it's about a mother uh, that must decide how far she will go to protect her young son who has fallen ill with a mysterious illness. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, Crazy yes. cupcakes. This next movie that I'm going to talk about real quick, this actually kind of seems super cool. It's a movie called Stray, which is interesting because there's a game coming out uh, later this year, year called Stray, where you play a stray cat. However, this one, which was confirmed by the most reliable source on the internet, m.thefnumbers.com and uh, the Apple TV app, uh, is a video on demand movie. It's a documentary about stray dogs navigating the streets of in- Istanbul. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Seems like a cool movie. Like I, I kind of want to see the life of these dogs, but I feel like it's going to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to watch this movie. Me too. Anyways, the next, uh, the next movie um, that I'm going to talk about is, uh, is a movie called sometime other than now. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. This is a video on demand movie. It's about a man who tries to rebuild his relationship with his daughter 25 years uh, after he has like a falling out with her, I guess, or leaves her. Um, But it it doesn't work out until he starts falling for another woman who is as lonely as he is. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This has, I forget what her name is. Kate something the actress's name she she plays Addison in Grey's Anatomy she's the she's Hannah Baker's mother in um, 13 Reasons Why she's in Umbrella Academy it's Kate something Kate Walsh yes yes yeah Kate Walsh is in this movie oh and Donald Donald Logue from uh, yeah from Gotham yeah I actually must say Donald Logue is actually my favorite thing about Gotham his character he goes away for a brief time at one point in one season and I was like oh no it's like my favorite character. Anyways, uh, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Dreamcatcher. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand uh, movie. It's about a DJ who meets two estranged sisters and their friend after one of his shows. And then they do drugs for about 48 hours. And then a bunch of violence happens. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Crazy. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Affair. Uh, this is confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app. It's a video on demand movie. Uh, this is uh, this takes place in the 1930s, and it's about a woman who cheats on her husband with her childhood female friend. Oh. There's a like a really well regarded show called The Affair. Yes, it was Showtime. on uh, yeah Showtime. Yeah, yeah, I never watched it, but I heard it's good. Ruth Wilson and Dominic West. Mm. Ruth Wilson, uh, she was in Luther as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why I yeah. kind of wanted to watch The Affair because she was really good in Luther. Yeah, she's awesome in Luther. Um, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Boss Level. Actually, these next three movies, I don't think we, us here in Canada, are able to watch these. At least not in Ontario. Right. Uh, the first which one is- makes less sense because now Star is in Canada. So shouldn't we be getting them on Star? 
That's the question. Well, this 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 one we should. The other two maybe not. Well, definitely not. I don't think we should. Sorry, we'll yeah, I just that was like spoiler alert for what you're about to announce. Yeah. This next movie is on Hulu. Yes, exactly. It's a movie called Boss Level. It's a movie insider and uh, Hulu confirmed that it's coming out. Uh, this is another time loop movie. It's like, dude, we're getting like eight time loop movies. I literally talk about a time loop movie every week in the movies releasing. I, I feel like for the and past oddly enough, weeks. this is literally another time loop movie on Hulu. Like Palm Springs didn't launch that long ago. Yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, this time it's like an action movie and it stars uh, Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Boogie. This is confirmed by the trailer and an ad I saw on Instagram. Um, and this is another movie that's coming out to theaters, apparently. So no like digital option. It's just coming out to theaters. And it's about a young Asian man who wants to overcome the odds and get into the... Uh, I wrote NFL, but I think I meant NBA. <laughs> What? This is how much you know about sports. <laughs> like literally. Oh, I yeah. think I saw I don't know. I think it is the NBA. I think you're right. I think I saw yeah. an a trailer for this or like a clip of this. Are you looking this up right now or are you just letting me do it? No, I'm just letting you do it. <laughs> it is the NBA, yeah, it is. Oh, Alfred, yeah, that's what I thought. About Alfred Boogie Chin, yeah. a basketball phenom living in Queens, New York. Queens, hey, I'm from Queens. It's kind of Spider Man. The NFL. That's a that's sports. Yeah, like I I don't know. I never really watched sports often. I'm I'm not much of a sports fan. I, I get it. Like I, I understand why people like it. Like, um, but it's just yeah, it's never been uh, my interest. I've never really given it much. I used to watch uh, hockey when I was in um, university because all my roommates were super into it. And it was a good time. But like I just liked hanging out with people and pretending to be super interested in something and screaming at a TV while drinking. Which team did you follow? During that time, uh, we we so like my roommate, he was a big Leafs fan. My other roommate was uh, a, I don't know, I think he was like a Penguins fan or something. Pittsburgh Penguins, that seems right. Penguins, yeah. Is that how you say Penguins? Penguins, yeah. Penguins, ping, yeah. What do I have to say? Penguin? <laughs> I say Penguins. What the f- like? What do you want? <laughs> I've never noticed that about you. Till now, that's a, it's entertaining. So, like, uh, well, it's not it's not like a word I regularly say. Like, I don't go up to you, and for one, we don't talk outside this podcast. But, but two, I rarely say the word penguin. Okay, yeah, it's it's all good. It's all good. So, wait, did you watch both the Penguins and the the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, did you watch all the games for both? Well, yeah, the, it was yeah those games. Maybe, actually, I think my roommate was maybe like an Oilers, Edmonton Oilers fan, and then my. Like one of my like in 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 our res like the our buddies that were in like the apartment below us. I know one of them was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. The other was a Calgary Flames fan. <laughs> so you just yeah. never you never studied. You just drank and watched the the NHL. Yeah, it was just like oh yeah, this is cool stuff. Honestly, it was it was like it was fun. Like I I enjoyed watching it, and like I like understand the rules of hockey. At least maybe not so much anymore. I probably forgot them. But like I, I got to the point of like understanding and we would put, play like NHL, uh, like NHL 14 on PlayStation a bunch too. Right. Did your good did, times. Do, does any of your family watch sports like regularly, like any specific sport? My mom watches a lot of like European football, like football, like soccer. Oh, cool. Okay. She, she watches like the Euro Cup and like the um, what was what it? The Premier League. Oh, she actually watched the Premier League. Yeah. So I think she, like I told her about Ted Lasso. I feel like she'd really like Ted Lasso just because of what it's about. Yeah, it's not um, really. There's not a lot of sports in it. I would say, like it's it, it sure the, the sports yeah. is a backdrop, it's a setting, but it's certainly not 
it's about sports, sure, sure, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's more like it's almost like commentary on like leadership. I don't, it's uh, I yeah. love that show, man. Me too. I can't wait for the next season. Ever anyone who talks about Apple TV Plus, like at work or anywhere, they're like, "Should I? Should I watch Apple TV Plus? I get it for free." I'm like, "Yes, just watch Ted Lasso." <laughs> like you don't have yeah, to watch any of the other shows, and it's very short. Like there's not that many episodes, and they're thirty minute episodes. Like definitely mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah. I really love them. Uh, anyways, the final movie that's coming out is a movie called Chaos Walking. Uh, it's confirmed by Movie Insider and the most reliable source on the internet, m.the-numbers.com. This is coming out to theaters, apparently. What? Yeah. Again, this is uh, based on a book. It's one of those like teen drama book things. It stars Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. Oh, Tom Holland. doesn't look. It's a Tom Holland episode, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it doesn't look all that good i'll be honest with you the trailer kind of looks uninteresting i think the premise is like i don't know like there's only men left on like whatever planet and then daisy ridley being the only woman she like shows up but people can see men's thoughts i don't know it's something weird it doesn't look good it looks corny and i i guarantee you it's not going to be reviewed well i just don't understand why it's coming to theaters the cool thing about chaos walking is it also starts uh stars uh, uh mads mickelson so yeah yeah mads mickelson no, it's it's Mads Mikkelsen. We we've established this. This has been established. Okay. We, yes. We checked this multiple times to see the pronunciation of his name. His name is pronounced Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. Mikkelsen. Uh, yes. Oh my God. I'm that's not... all. That's it, baby. <sighs> you know. You know. What... Those are all the movies coming out, baby. We're done. You know what's weird? That's all for the movie. <laughs> what's weird? I actually forgot how to pronounce his name again because you've thrown me off again because you can't stay consistent. Do you know how to pronounce his name? Yeah, it's Mickelson. Mickelson. It's Mads Mickelson. The following pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Did you, we're going to have to start paying this YouTube channel. We've used it so much. Wait, wait did you, I missed it. Yeah, Mick, Mickelson. It says it. Mickelson. What? Mikkelsen. Oh, Dude, that's oh a different God. pronunciation. Sorry, I was banging on the fucking armrest that you brought that probably came through. I just got so excited. That's nuts. It's a different pronunciation. Mikkelsen. <laughs> oh my God. I it's told different. you. Where was the other one that I read before? <laughs> oh my God. Jeez uh, Louise. That's, pumpkin squeeze. That's wild. I'm wild and baby. Oh, here we go. Mads There we go. No, I'm. I, it's Mads Mikkelsen. 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 I'm actually going to pronounce it like that, so I don't have this confusion every episode. I knew, I knew it was Mikkelsen, but because you said Mick Mikkelsen again, I wasn't sure if you were. Just, you were going to say the opposite no matter what I said. So I was like, "Well, <laughs> which one is it?" <laughs> you got in my head, Adrian. You're going to drive in me your hair. Anyway, are you not excited for Chaos Walking just because of Mads Mikkelsen or Mikkelsen? Mm. No, I really like Mads Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. I really like him, but uh, yeah, it does I, look like, rough. Like, it doesn't look the great. It doesn't look it looks good. It's like a concept film, but they didn't really necessarily do the concept all that good in the first place. And then the concept will just fall. If I'm going to watch a movie like like from him, I'm, I'm watching another round, which I still need to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I like yeah. that, that, that movie. I, I want to watch. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's going to be nominated for an Oscar or anything, but it looks really good. I, I, I do really want to watch it. Yeah. I just uh, I feel like the plot will fall short of how good the concept is if people can read people's thoughts. Like I just don't think that that will be enough. But I'm curious again how the heck this is going to be in theaters. Like what the yeah. heck? it's got a good cast. It's got like two really really popular up up and coming actors and really um Ridley Scott Ridley Scott <laughs> Daisy Ridley Daisy Ridley. 
up and coming actor Ridley Scott. Actually, he's just started yeah. to get into into acting as well as his directing uh, uh, adventure. But uh, mm-hmm. we've got Daisy Ridley, Ridley Scott, and uh, Tom Holland, and it's just again, I just think it's going to be poop. But I could be wrong. Anyways, that concludes our regular scheduled programming. We're running pretty darn close to two hours. So we we did it, Adrian. We we created an episode that I can edit very easily in one night, clearly. That's we 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 did the exact opposite. Every episode for the last ten episodes has been like just about an hour and a half. And this one, of course, is not. And it's the only one I need to edit in a short time frame. So um wish me luck i suppose and uh do you have anything to add before we let the audience go about their lives good luck i i asked you is there anything else you need to add are you using good luck yeah. to the audience or what's going on here yeah i'm saying good luck to the audience not to you <laughs> sounds good um so you have nothing else to say to me or the audience <laughs> no 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 i don't really okay well then let's let's get the sh- get the hell out of here <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 30 what the frick that says 31st. What the frick? Real quick, have I ever sent you that video? It's like it's like that kid and like his like mom is like unpacking like this cardboard box and there's a bong in it. And he he's he's like, "Oh, I don't know what that is." Or no, no, he's like unpacking his bong because his like mom is like making him unpack it. It's like, "What is it?" And he's like, "Oh, like I don't know, like it looks like a vase or whatever. And he's like opening it up and he's like, Oh, what the frick? What the frick? I ordered an Xbox card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just this bong. And his mom's like standing there, just like, What is that? While it's like, I guess sister is just recording him laughing in the background. So I've never seen this. I've never seen no. it. I'll send it to you. I was saying what the frick because I clearly wrote thank you for listening to the 31st episode, which I don't know how that's possible. That was four episodes ago. Anyways, thank you for listening to the 35th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off. I know we can all agree that Mads Mikkelsen is a hard name to pronounce, but you know what isn't as hard to pronounce as Mads Mikkelsen? It's Batman v Superman. And uh, Batman v Superman's a good movie. Thank you. Goodbye. Take care. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. See you guys later. Take care. Take care. Goodbye. Also, sorry about the audio quality of my mic last week. I forgot to mention that at the top. Hopefully this week it's good. Let me know. Let me know. Send us an email. Let me know how my uh, mic quality is this time around. I'd like to know. Last week's outro was a little bit different than this week's one. This week's actually a little bit different. The past two weeks, we've had a little bit different outro because uh, I didn't say take care properly last week. And then this week, I'm just, I'm kind of rambling. I'm just going to stop now. Anyways, have a, have a good night. Take care. Goodbye. You just couldn't keep it short. You just, you just, can't, you just couldn't keep it short for me. Ah, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>